when the war started. They protected me. Took better care of me than humans would have. They're not people, Maya. It's just programming. Ten years ago today, the artificial intelligence created to protect us detonated a nuclear warhead in Los Angeles. This is a fight for our very existence. Sergeant Taylor, we are this close to winning the war. But the AI are developing a super weapon. Retrieve it. Or they win. y'all to another episode of the real table podcast with your host michael carter and it's good to be back once again it's good to be back and today we got some stuff to talk about uh yesterday so today is wednesday but yesterday was tuesday and i went to go see the newest movie um it's coming out this Friday and it's called The Creator. Um, and I got a screening to that and I'm so excited just to to dive in and to talk about it. Um, we're new, spoiler free. Some of it's going to be spoiler free. And then some of it's going to be spoiler heavy. We'll dive into some spoilers. I'll make sure I... Uh, I'll let y'all know when that happens so if you because I know there's a lot of people that are pretty intrigued by this movie which by the way I'm gonna get into that's so good and so cool to hear that people are like oh I've seen the trailers for that oh I've seen uh the marketing for the specific movie because there's nobody I mean John David Washington is pretty he's becoming a bigger name more more of a household name um 
but other than that like john david i mean he's not he's not uh i don't know he's not will smith right he's not nobody of that caliber and again no disrespect to to him i think he's a fantastic actor uh but he's not he's not on that level yet but i i can think and i can think i can see that after this film and after watching it he will 100 percent be on that level so um it's so cool to see that people are super duper interested in this movie and that the marketing is helping this movie significantly because again i don't think there's a name that's big enough um in this movie that will carry this movie to success right and uh john david's name isn't even on the posters too let me get that straight too like his name is not on the posters you know the posters are from the director of rogue one which i'll also add i'm surprised because gareth edwards is another one of those uh is like john david washington he's becoming more of a name right rogue one is it was a star wars movie that came out in 2016 so it's becoming more he's becoming more of a name um but i think this film um he works extra hard for this one he works harder uh than he did with rogue one i think rogue one he had some material to work off of but this is completely unique and original um so i'm super pumped to talk about it so yeah i had a screener Rode up to Detroit, caught the movie by myself. Nobody could really come, but yeah, we can't wait to talk about it. But before we talk about the creator, uh, we got some news to talk about, um, some stuff to mention, some stuff to discuss a little bit about. Uh, the WGA, so the writers, are no longer on strike. Yeah, y'all, the writers are no longer on strike. Now, don't forget, the writers started the strike before the actors, right? So they went on strike that lasted for 141, 41, excuse me, 148 days, which is the second longest strike um, in their history, which is wild. 148 days is a lot, and it's so crazy just to think that they were on the picket lines nonstop. I follow some people that are in the WGA and they uh they always posted, always talked about it. They were they were super, super vocal in this movement and I salute the WGA to the people that were on the picket lines and that were fighting um that were fighting for uh their livelihoods. Right? Stories were coming out about how actors you know, realistically, they were living paycheck to paycheck. Like some of these actors, we think, like, oh, they're getting paid. And it's like, yeah, these actors are getting paid, but they're not getting paid buco bucks, right? They're not getting paid all that dough, right? They're not getting paid the amount of money that we think they're getting paid, right? Billy Porter, I believe, I think he sold his house or something like that because... You know, he's literally living paycheck to paycheck. And so when these shows and these movies and these productions are shut down, I mean, I don't even got to tell you. It speaks for itself. No, When no money is being brought in, you know. So credit to the WGA for all the people that have been on the picket lines and that uh, 
that were out there protesting for their livelihoods. Um, and I'm, I'm super happy for them um, because this is like super, I think this is super pivotal for the future. When you think about pay, when you think about royalties, when you think about health benefits, some people weren't getting uh, enough money to afford healthcare, right? And now you bring in this AI stuff, it even gets, it gets the, um, life looks a little different. The reality is a little murkier. And so you got to go fight for that, fight for how studios use AI, right? And WGA won. The WGA really did win. If you really thought, if you really think about it, 148 days hurting studios. Because now, now that the strike is over, these studios are like kind of in a hustle because they're trying to get stuff back up and running and they're trying to figure out what's top priority. And then you have these actors that and actresses that are also being like sought out for priority. So now it's like, okay, who gets the right of way now to start these productions, right? Because everybody needs to make their money, right? And so you run into this type of mess where it's like, okay, yeah, it's good that the strike is over, but again, it gets a little gets a little messy because now you gotta get stuff has to get back and get rolling and it's gonna take some time. So the WGA won this. And I'm not going to go through all, uh, I'm not going to go through everything that they got from their new agreement, but just know that it touched on the AI stuff. It touched on healthcare. Uh, it touched on increases of pay, royalties, the, basically the stuff they were fighting for. I think I, I heard or I read that um, they didn't get exactly everything that they wanted, but they got enough to the point where, again, the, the, their union was like, this, this is good. This works. This is what we're talking about, right? And it's a start. It's a start. The actors are next. The actors are next. And before we know it, productions are going to get rolling again. And I think we'll be back. Um, but even as I say we'll be back, quote unquote, Hollywood will be back. Um, but be prepared. Um, some of your shows are not going to get uh, released for a minute. I know a lot of the studios are going to work hard to get some of these shows off ground, off the ground. Like I'm thinking, I just watched Silo, Apple TV Plus movie or show, excuse me, Apple TV Plus show called Silo, which is super fantastic. If you don't have Apple TV Plus, look into that. There's a lot of good content on there. Ted Lasso, The Morning Show, which also just came out with a third season, which I have to watch. I've been watching that. Season two was pretty whack. Season one was really good, but season two was whack. Hoping season three is way better. Um, there's another move. There's another show with Harrison Ford and uh, Jason Segal. I think it's called Sideways or something like that. I don't know. It's a show on there that's really good. Um, and then Silo. Silo's, Silo is a really good show. And that just ended. Or well, it didn't just end. I just got done watching it. And it's on a cliffhanger now. And I guarantee you, we're not seeing, I'm not seeing that second season. Uh, until like 2025, right? It's going to be a while. Um, but this is great. I'm happy. And there's also, also before we move on, this makes Warner Brothers move to move Dune. Part two looks stupid now because they moved it because of the strike. And now, guess what? We're waiting to March. 
The movie was due out in November. Y'all, it's September 27th. They could have promoted the heck out of that movie at this point, right? Now, knowing that the, that the actors in the studios, and I, I have no doubt because the, the studios know, okay, they, they, they're like, okay, we got the writers to agree to a deal. Now we're going to bring the actors to the table and you're going to get it. They're going to get a deal. They're going to get the deal that they want. I believe it because the studios can't keep messing around and they're not going to keep messing around. They're messing around with their money, right? So I think Warner Brothers looks stupid for delaying Dune. And I'm curious if they'll move it back at this point. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that was number one on the news docket. The WGA strike is over and they are back to work as a 1201 uh, early in the wee hours of today. Um, today as in Wednesday, September 27th. <laughs> um, Disney released a new tra- new trailer for their new film titled Wish. This movie blends uh, 2D and 3D animation, and it is a nod to Disney Animation celebrating their 100th anniversary. Uh, so this film is, is supposed to be really, like, uh, it's supposed to be big. So the new trailer came out. So the, the synopsis is it follows a young girl named uh, Aisha. Wishes on a star and gets more, and gets a more direct answer than she bargained for. When a troublemaking star comes down from the sky to join her, when a troublemaking star comes down, does not doesn't does not look like what the movie it doesn't look like what the trailer was. The, tra- the star doesn't look like it was a troublemaker. Not figuratively, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, there's a trailer. Um, super hyped for this movie before. There was a teaser that came out, and I was like, oh, I'm so intrigued by this. This looks like it could be really good. Saw the trailer today, which just dropped. It dropped today. So if you need to watch it, go watch it. Um, It looks okay. I don't know. I feel like I did this with Elemental. When I I saw the trailer for Elemental, even the teaser, though, this is the thing. With the teaser, too, for Elemental, I was like, hmm, I need to see more. I'm intrigued, but I need to see more. And I saw more, and I was not a fan. But I end up liking the movie, so I'm intrigued by how I'm going to feel about Wish. Um, Just because I like the teaser. I like the look of it. It looked like it was going to be super fun. But after seeing more of the story, it just doesn't feel ambitious enough. Um, I feel like animation nowadays, like if you think of... Like, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, Mitchell's versus The Machines, which is on Netflix, Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, you think of movies like that, that I feel like they, what's the word? They're innovative when you think about animated movies. When you think about story, when you think about animation design, it's very innovative. Those movies are innovative. This just feels like very bland. Right? 
it just doesn't feel like they're taking risk with this movie. Now, the animation style looks great, but I don't feel like they're not taking it a, a risk. I don't know. I could be very wrong, and they're not letting on to, uh, to a lot of the movie. They're not letting anybody in on to a lot of the movie, and I hope that's the case. Um, because it just looked fake. It was like, hmm, I don't know. I'll see it, right? I like, I'll see it. I'll take. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna watch it. It's Disney, but it's it doesn't take it doesn't take a risk. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't innovate, right? It just doesn't. It just doesn't innovate. So, yeah, that trailer's out. Go check that out and let me know what y'all think. As always. All right, let's get into it. The creator, the newest film, not the newest film. There's multiple films that are coming out this weekend. Um, the creator, directed by Gareth Edwards. Um, like I said earlier, Gareth Edwards is an up and coming name. I think after this one, he'll become more of a well known name. Uh, directed Godzilla in 2014. Solid film. I remember that one. I liked it. And then Rogue One, a Star Wars story in 2016. Rogue One was it was really good. It, Rogue One is one of those movies where, I mean, if you disliked it, you disliked it. But I thought Rogue One, when you think about Star Wars, I think everybody thinks about the Jedis and lightsabers and all that stuff. Rogue One was more of a grounded story. It was more of a grounded movie. Um, and it wasn't just so much about the Jedi actually wasn't much about the Jedi at all. It was more about a lot of events that led up to what we know as A New Hope, which was the very first Star Wars movie, episode four. Um, and so Gareth did a fantastic job with that one. I think that one really put him on the map. Godzilla was Godzilla was was good. It was a solid movie. Rogue One, he stepped it up, you know. Stepped it up big time with a Star Wars project. Um, and so this is his third movie. And so he took, obviously, from 2016 to now, he took some time off. And he comes back with this with this movie, which feels like, in a sense, a heavy hitter. It feels like it's uh, a good example of a, of, of a movie that's, that's taking a risk. It's taking a risk. And, and it's not afraid. Well. I can get into why it's somewhat of afraid, but it takes a risk in terms of scale, um, in terms of how you do it, and even like practically how Gareth Edwards created this movie. He took a risk. This movie is an $80 million movie. Y'all heard the trailer when y'all first started the episode. Y'all go look at the trailer if you haven't seen it. The movie costs $80 million. To put it into perspective, it's costs lower than most of the Marvel movies nowadays. Not most. Probably all Marvel movies nowadays. Most of the Marvel projects. Right? It costs less. It's 80 mil. That's nothing. Compared to, like, if you look at the trailer and you look at practically what the movie is doing, you think it's, oh, this is like a $200 million movie. Right? Like, if you add in all the, uh, the, the marketing, etc. It's a $200 million movie. No. It's 80 mil. That's so freaking good. When you look at the trailer and like for me, I'm like, 
the scale of it is great it looks really great every aspect of the movie is fantastic and i'm like oh my god this is 80 mil right so it's wild it's wild to just sit here and see a movie like that and go this is only 80 mil it's impressive so yes the movie takes i feel like it takes a risk practically and even just the movie concept in general, I just, I feel like it's a risk. It's a risk because it's something people don't know. And it's another one of those reasons where I'm like, I, I love that people have seen the promotion, which means it's, I think it's working. I don't know. I don't have a, a beat on every living human being that likes movies and every human being that takes in media content. I don't know if everybody has seen promotion for this movie, but I feel like it is working. Because it's not, it doesn't have a name to it. But yet I'm hearing people say, oh, I've seen the trailer for that. Oh, I've, yeah, oh, oh, oh. So people are recalling this. And so it's somewhat working. Now the question is, will people go out and see it? And I think people will. With a budget under, the budget under 100 mil, uh, I think people are going to see it and it's going to make its money back. It's already just right now it's tracking for between 15 to 24 million range uh, for opening weekend. And um, for domestic, it's between 40 and 85 mil. I think it's going to make its money. Um, it might be one of those movies where it's all going to be about legs. But then again, there hasn't been a lot of content in the last month that people want to go see. Like, I was looking at, uh, I was looking at the box office recently. Before we get into the more into the movie, I was looking at the box office recently, and the only thing I mean, I've the hunting in Venice is the only thing that intrigued me recently, as of recently, to go see. Other than that, it's been the uh, the Expendables four, which, my God, who's going to watch, uh, freaking Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham. Like, who's watching these old heads shoot up people? <laughs> I can't believe people are actually going to see this movie. Like, it's, it's number two at the box office. I'm like, guys, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? I understand you, people see what they want to see, but gosh, it's Expendables. It's like, like that's, a, that's the, the opposite of taking a risk of a movie that wants to take a risk. It's just doing the same thing over and over. And, I guess you could say that about superhero movies. Different story. Um, but yeah, besides that, the Equalizer 3 and the Nun 2. So like nothing crazy hit in the box office as of recently. So th I feel like this movie is really going to be, it's going to come on super duper strong. And I think because there hasn't been anything super duper intriguing within the last month, maybe besides The Hunting in Venice, in my opinion, I think the uh, people are going to go out and see Creator. Um, but how did I feel about the movie? Um, I thought the Creator was, I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it was really good. When the credits finished, it, it, it was one of those movies where I'm not going to sit up here and um, say, tell you it's the most innovative movie. Actually, it might be the most innovative movie of the year. I don't even know why I didn't say that. It's up there. But I'm not going to sit up here and say it's like the, the most wildest, craziest, um, jaw-dropping movie of the year. Like, I'm not going to 
give you cookie cutter answers and give you something, you know, give you no meat, right? I'm not going to give you anything that's like, well, that's kind of lame. I thought it was a good movie. I did find some stuff in there where I was like, well, I thought the movie was going to be knock me off my feet a little bit, but it didn't. And that's okay. I like living in a space where I can go see a movie and get thought that was a good movie. I didn't like, I'm like, I'm not head over heels for it, but it was a good movie. It was a movie and I enjoyed it and I'd go see it again. Right. So that's what I really love. Uh, coming out of this movie is thinking that oh this is a good movie right it was super innovative with its effects the way it made the ai robots come to life right and also it was shot under 10 100 mil this made me love the movie even more it was shot under 100 mil it was only 80 mil and it looks way better than than a marvel movie i'm a biggest i'm a big superhero guy and it looks better Way better than a lot of the Marvel movies. That's a plus. That's a plus. Right? And then you get great performances all around. And the movie just feels like... I just walked out and I felt like this This felt good. This feels like a good movie. And people are going to... I think people, if you really get curious... If people really get curious... They're going to eat this movie up. They're going to be excited to see it. And they're going to be... Some people might be floored after that movie. It might be Florida because vis- visually it's it's something, right? It's something really cool. But overall, I really loved the movie. I really did. So the plot for those that doesn't that don't know, and you probably heard it a little bit, a little bit of a tit, um, in the beginning, but it's about a future war. So the the humans and the artificial intelligence aka AI are at war which honestly is super duper timely with what's going on right now in society if you think about what the WGA is fighting for and and the SAG and the actors like all these people are fighting for and the AI is really a big part of those conversations it's a super timely movie but in a sense it's not as timely as I thought it would be I thought it would be, uh, actually, I'm not going to say too much on that because I feel like that would give the movie away. It's timely. It's different than I thought it was going to be, but it's timely. It, it just, the fact that this is coming out in a time where AI is becoming more prevalent is so interesting to see. Um, but yeah, the AI battle is going on and an ex-Special Forces agent uh, is recruited. He's recruited uh, to take down uh, this thing um, that's called the Creator um, from from this architect, and it's supposed to be this most advanced AI. It's supposed to be this thing that's going to destroy the world, right? And so his goal is to get there and and take it down. Um, and so he goes to get this. Uh, get this weapon to get this AI and it turns out that this AI is uh, a little kid it's a little kid it's not what they're expecting it's not any of them expecting and so for them for then from then on uh, Joshua who's a special uh, ex-special ops agent 
and the AI build this relationship um, throughout this journey. And I can't, this, this is one of the things about this kind of movie is that there are little tidbits where I feel like if I say something, it gives it away. So I have to be super vague and give you literally the bare bones of what the plot is, literally what it says on Google and call it a day because there's a lot of stuff. And that's, that's also a beautiful thing about what I love is that there's some stuff in there that I didn't see in the trailers. And I didn't, I don't think I watched a whole lot of the trailers uh, to begin with, but it was cool to come into the movie, have some sort of understanding, but then get in there and just see it unravel and see it unfold and go, Oh, this wasn't, this wasn't talked about. Oh, this wasn't talked about. Oh, oh, oh. Like the story becomes much bigger, right? And so that's the story. And as bare bones and as vague as that may sound, the, the, the movie dives into much deeper stuff, right? John David Washington gives a fantastic performance as Joshua, the, the ex-special forces agent. Um, he gives a fantastic performance. This might be the best performance of his uh, career. Uh, for those of you that don't know, John David Washington was in uh, most, more recently Tenet, which uh, came out in 2020 in the heat of the pandemic, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. And he was in Black Klansman uh, that came out in 2018, directed by Spike Lee. Uh, he is the son of Denzel Washington, by the way. Um, so it's so cool to see John get more of these roles um, and become more of a front man. I think this one pushed him a little bit more as an actor. I've seen some criticism um, online about him as an actor. And I go, hmm, okay, okay. But I don't care what anybody says. This dude acted his butt off, and he, he acted really, really well in this movie. Um, so this might be a career performance so far for him. Um, and then uh, Yuna Voice. She plays she's the newest actress. Forgive me, I think I might have butchered her name. Um, she uh, plays the young, the little AI, the AI that turns out to be the AI that's this big weapon that turns out to be a child. She plays this character, um, and she's fantastic at the role, um, and she brings a lot of heart and a lot of emotion, and she's super duper cute, and it's just so fun to see her and John interact it gives me the last of us vibes if those of you who've seen the last of us it gives me that you know i gotta take this kid somewhere so you have this father daughter kind of thing that kind of unravels a little bit i guess i should say and so it's super cool to see that happen and then emma chan and then ken Wan watanabe excuse me uh, both give great performances in this movie the acting was really good um Definitely one of the highlights of the movie for the for me. Um, my biggest, uh, I think, the issues that plagued me for the movie was I kind of wanted it to be more uh, unexpected. I feel like as you watch, you're like, like trust your gut. I think if you know, you know. Um, and with this movie, doesn't hide that. Um, and that's why, in a sense, when I was I was talking about taking risk, I don't think the movie takes a risk in that way when it comes to the plot. I think it goes very, uh, it gets very loose. Um, not very loose. It gets very, uh, very tight. And it doesn't uh, try to be risky with it. And that's okay. I think that's why I think this will, this will pay off. Because 
I think in in a sense, if it wanted to be risky, you 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 might lose people if you don't land, right? If you don't land that story, if you don't land that twist, if you don't land this, if you don't land that, it'll be risky. So it's a safe move. And it's, I think it's a good move and it pays off. And I think with the practicality of the movie, and then in, insert the fact that it's only 80 million, which is really, really good for what they did with the movie, with the great performances, you can't, you really can't go wrong with this movie. You can't. Like, I, I love a movie that I can go, oh my God, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. There's, it, it would have made it great if they would have taken bigger risk on plot that probably would have made the movie even better than what it was it would have been great it probably would have been wouldn't have been good if it didn't um if it didn't nail that plot if it wasn't if it wasn't safe if it tried to go risky and it just didn't pay off if it tried to be super duper ambitious but it doesn't pay off right and so the movie state plays it safe but it is ambitious in scale and i think it does a good job I think it does a good job. I wish I do wish the story, uh, like with that, with the the plot, they would have get a little riskier and get a little bit more deeper. Um, I feel like the way that they played some of the storylines, again, it was just safe. It was just safe, and you could have played a lot, a lot more stuff with with the AI and with the AI between the human race a little bit more. I don't know. It just, it was missing something there with the story. But I think overall, I walked away feeling good about this movie. I walked away feeling good about this movie. Eight out of ten. Eight, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I think it's worth, worth the, worth the drive. It's worth the, the what, eleven, twelve bucks that y'all pay at movies. I've heard some people pay fifteen. Y'all crazy, but I pay it. Y'all know how it is out here. <laughs> a fifteen dollar movie is worth it. It's worth the pay. Um, the creator is it's 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 a movie. It's a really good movie. It's thrilling. It's emotional. I almost wanted to cry at the end. I didn't cry. It wasn't. It's weird. As cheesy as Gran Turismo was, by the way, if you haven't heard my Gran Turismo episode, that is also out. That is also out. So go check that out. As cheesy as Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo was it had me it had me in tears weirdly it was wild I was like I ain't not expected it to cry and freaking Gran Turismo after seeing that trailer a million times and hearing that dude say the same line over and over I was like I'm I'm, I'm surprised I'm in here I'm in here crying right I was so close in the creator and it wasn't and I don't think it was the movie's fault I don't think it was the actor's fault you know the emotion was there I was just like oh man and I just didn't, you know, sometimes you just, it just, you just don't cry in that moment. But I felt it emotionally. I felt the, I felt the, the tension. I felt the, the happiness. I felt the joy. I felt the sadness. Like this, this movie is interesting to take in some of these little nuances, these little story and plot points. It's very interesting to take in, but I felt all that stuff, I felt the, all that stuff. So, that's the creator. For my people that don't like spoilers, now is your time to exit. Um, and, and, hey, before you exit, please, 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 please come back to the episode and pick right back up off. Pick right back up, up where you left off. 
<laughs> Pick right back up where you left off, and let's keep this going, all right? For sure. All right. Let's talk spoilers. The Creator by Gareth Edwards. Um, where do I start? What do I love? I talked about, I talked a little bit about that during that first half. Um, I kind of loved, um, so you know, going in to, into the movie, you know that Alfie, um, you know that Alfie who is the AI created by uh, Namada, you know that uh, Alfie is this, you know, is the um, the special, um, like the special package, like she's the mission. I shouldn't say she's, she's AI, but that Alfie, the AI is the mission. Like the mission is to retrieve the AI, or I should say kill the AI. Um, to save the world, quote unquote. Um, when in reality, uh, you know, John David's character, uh, Joshua, you know, he doesn't kill Alfie. And so I love that even though we know that there's this package and that we know that he can't, he takes Alfie on this journey. I think throughout the trailers, you really don't know, like, where, where, where are we going? Where are we evolving to? Right. Um, you know that this character is special, but I feel like as we get into the movie, like you realize how powerful um, Alfie really is and why they sent him on this mission, right? And it's also kind of messed up. Like when you really think about his character and like, like I think that's probably the, it's kind of accurate. Like, some of these moments in this movie is kind of like super duper accurate about how like how our country is perceived in movies. And I love how Gareth Edwards, who I believe, I believe this dude is American. Uh, no, Gareth, Gareth Edwards, excuse me, is a British filmmaker. Excuse me. I had no idea. Um, I love. I wish I low-key wish an American had made this movie and it would made that made it much better. But I love that uh his perception as somebody who was born in England, you know, he's a filmmaker and he probably knows a ton about like, you know, film and all that stuff, the history, etc. But I love that for this movie he used the perception of the US to be pretty crap right like the perception of our country is kind of whack like when you think about it like when you come to terms in the movie you come to terms with the fact that oh not even come to terms excuse me when you figure out that the ai is actually good like they're actually good right it's like oh dang so this, they're fighting them from nothing, right? They're fighting them from nothing. 
and I love that aspect. And I love how Gareth, like he again, he used the USA because I'm like, man, USA, the US, our country. Look, our country is great in some aspects, but man, there's a lot of other aspects, and that's probably a whole nother conversation. But our a whole nother aspect, there are other aspects where our country kind of sucks, right? Like when you really think about it. And so I think he took that perception of the fact that our country, again, not as a whole sucks, but there's aspects about it that it sucks. And he took it and he put that in the movie and it's like, oh, dang, they use Joshua, right? Which is, let's, let's be honest, our, our country probably does that type of stuff, bro. Like, I ain't even going to keep it real with you. Keep it real with you. <laughs> our country. There's probably stuff a lot of us don't know. And one of those things is our country probably does use people 100%. Right? And I love America 100%. All right. Don't take, don't get that wrong. I love our country. But America basically used him so they could figure out where Namada is. They were basically like, you're going to lead us to Namada, which is kind of whack, right? Kind of whack, and 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 he, Joshua, like he 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 gave them the easy, like he gave them easy route. They knew he was like if they if he found out his wife somehow existed or somehow you know still alive, that she was still alive, he they would go after her. He would go after her, and I mean, essentially that's what he did. He went after. Um. So yeah, I think that aspect of the movie, it's like, I think it's super interesting to take, you know, we're notably when America's portrayed in movies, it's always like America's like the hero and everything like that. And in this movie, America's not the hero. America kind of sucks. Right? So I love that aspect. Um, I really wish we could have just went um, and maybe, and maybe this is probably my perception that I thought the movie was going to get a little, uh, I don't know. I thought the movie was going to kind of get kind of, uh, was really going to take the stance on that AI was bad. And like, obviously like from the perception of the trailers, obviously this little kid like AI was not harmful. Kind of get that perception when you think when you think about the trailers. Um, but I I thought that they were gonna be playing with the fact that AI was bad, and it wasn't that at all, right? And so I wonder if there was a, and maybe that's the easy route the route out for this kind of movie. We've seen that played out, right? We've seen like iRobot, right? We've seen movies like that, and we've seen that concept. Where it's like, I don't know, this felt safe. Like the like it felt safe just to keep it simple as it was. Simple and not super uh deep, right? I think the only deep parts for the mo- of the movie for me were the emotional the emotional side of things where um like when Alfie is getting ripped from Joshua's hands and they get separated. 
or at the very end. Oh my gosh, guys, the end is the end was good. The end got me. I did again. I didn't cry. I cried in Gran Turismo, but I didn't cry here, which is it's wild. But the end was so. It was like dang. And and I liked how maybe there's a cheese factor to it. Who am I to judge? Maybe there's a cheese factor to it. But I loved how Joshua and Maya ended up, they reunited right in the end. Right. It was it was cool that what was left of her in that moment he got he took it or well Alfie took it Alfie had it around its neck and put it in mom put it in Maya and at the very end they just they just reunite and it's pretty cool I thought that was the sweetest moment and then it broke my heart. Right before that moment where Alfie is, Alfie's like, push harder, push harder. And he's trying, and it's like, yeah, homie's going to die. And it's crazy. I don't know. I think this movie is, uh, it's really good. Again, I think it plays it safe a little bit, but I do appreciate. Um, the originality of it, even though the, the the movie felt safe with its plot and somewhat you can, oh, you can go, oh, I, I get what's happening. Oh, I see what's happening here. Like you get to those spots and you're like, okay, I get what's going on. Um, and there were some moments for me where I, I just didn't see them. I didn't see they were happening. I didn't see what was happening. And I was like, oh, that's happening. And it's like, okay. Um. I do appreciate what Gareth Edwards did with this movie and the world building and, you know, draws you into this, this war, right? And this war and this war and this war and how this war is like, how war is just toxic, you know? You think about at the beginning of the movie, you think about those people that lived in East Asia, East Asia, excuse me, New Asia. And they're, you know, they're on the mission. And they're asking where this lab is. Where's the lab? Where's the lab? Where's the lab? That's holding Alfie. And, you know, Josh was not really, Josh was not interrogating. Josh was just like, man, I'm here to find my wife. I'm not here to find out uh, this AI. I'm just here to find my wife. I know she's still alive. I'm here to find my wife, et cetera. Um, Yeah, they they interrogate those people, and to see them crying and to see them sad and like, it was weird. I always thought it was off, and it didn't click for me for a while. I always thought it's off that they were defending the AI, like they were about it. They were like these 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 people, or they have more they have more heart than you. I remember the one lady was crying with her child, just like they have more heart than you than you ever will. And it was just like, it was weird when I was like, they were really defending these, 
these robots, right? They're defending them as if they are real. And that's another concept, right? That that's played out in the movie is that Joshua, he says it, Maya, they aren't real. You know, he says he, he, he doesn't give a crap about the AI, right? That trope is kind of played out for him as a character. He doesn't care about the AI. They're not real, right? When he's working at the junkyard in the very beginning movie. And one of them come back on. Then one of them came back on, and the girl that he was working with freaked out. Well, I mean, the robot was freaking out. It came. It came back on. They were like, it's like they're clean up LA, and it freaked out, and she freaked out, and it freaked out. It came back on. It freak. She freaked out, and he's like, hey, 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 it's not real. It's not real. He shut it off. It was like it's not real. It's not real. Until he meets Alfie, and when he meets Alfie, that becomes real. Right. This thing that was, you know, that was just supposed to lead him to his wife, which ends up leading him to his wife, was something he did not care about, but it ended up becoming real. Right. And maybe just thinking about the movie, too, like, I'm just thinking about that right now, like. thinking about AI and how AI isn't real and it's like well yeah it's not like us it doesn't have blood it doesn't have any of that but it's weird and it's so interesting how like those these beings this technology in this movie it's it's weird it's a interesting it's an interesting dynamic like how much heart that they have and how real that they are they're fighting this war yes but the only reason they're fighting this war is to protect, right? They're fighting to protect. You know, the the one character played by uh, Ken Watanabe Harun, who everybody thought was a uh, You know, everybody thought that was Namada, right? Everybody thought that was Namada. But he's like, dude, we're not even, we're not even trying to destroy the world. He's like, this, this, this war is even going on because of, uh, because of the human beings. The human beings placed an error in one of the AIs, right? There was an error when the AIs and so when the AIs exploded and killed millions of people. He's like, we didn't do it. We built Alfie. You know, they're like, okay, this Alfie's supposed to be this next big thing that's going to destroy all the worlds, right? And he's like, uh, dude, we're going to build Alfie, and the plan was never to destroy the world. Was never to take over the world. So that's, again, it's cool to see and it's interesting to think about 
that whole dynamic, real versus fake, and how something so fake can become so real, right? And then Americans, the Americans or the human beings took something that was just, it was to help and probably to add value to life became much, much more real. Um, but it wasn't about that, the fact that it became more real. That had nothing to do with it. It was an error on the human side, which is wild. Other than that, I thought The Creator was a great movie. 8 out of 10, once again, 8 out of 10. I think I'll see it again. I don't know when. I don't know if I'm going to rush to the theaters to see it, but I'm going to see it again. And if you kept listening and you haven't watched the movie, first off, thank you for keep thank you for continuing to listen and I would go see it, go check it out, go watch it all play play out for you, for yourself. I'm sure there's some aspects that I missed, but I feel like I touched on everything um, throughout this whole podcast. Um, but yeah, all right, I'm gonna wrap up. Uh, What's left? Ahsoka. Uh, another episode of Ahsoka. Podcast breakdown, episode breakdown. That's coming this week. Next week, Loki season two starts. I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm ready for that one. Um, movies. Killers of the Flower Moon, Leonardo DiCaprio. With... Uh, well, Martin Scorsese is the director and starring Leo, Leo DiCaprio. And I think De Niro. That's October. The Marvels is November. I'm pretty sure there's some other movies out there. More movies are on the way, as always. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. <laughs> as always, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the Real Table Podcast with your boy, Michael Carter. And guess what, y'all? I will talk to y'all real soon. Y'all be easy out here. Peace. Thank you all again for joining me today on the Real Table. Make sure you follow and share this podcast with anybody that loves movies or somebody that wants to just know more about the movie culture. Thank you so much once again. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Real Table Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at The Real Table. Once again, thank you all so much. I'll see you all soon.